Dr. Carl Haas was the popular host of nationally syndicated Adventures in Good Music. You can learn more about this series on our web blog, www.classicalmusic.network. And now, here is another episode of these radio broadcasts. Hello, everyone. The title of my program today is a little far-fetched, and it takes a little explanation. You may recall that before the Berlin Wall fell, the most popular entry from one part of Berlin to the other was Checkpoint Charlie. You had to pass it in order to get to the other side. Well, similarly, and in an entirely different fashion, you have to pass a certain number of studies by a composer known as Karl Czerny before you can become a proficient pianist. And so, today, I'd like to devote this program to Czerny, the composer beyond his exercises. I'm going to call this program Checkpoint Czerny. Is that all right with you? Let's begin with a work which is most unusual, namely a concerto for piano, four hands, and orchestra. It's in C major, opus 153, Carl Czerny. More about the composer later on. We're going to hear it performed by Gene and Kenneth Wentworth, pianists, with the orchestra conducted by Abraham Kaplan.
Well, I suppose you heard quite a few exercises and scales that remind you of Czerny. This was a concerto by Czerny. It was in A minor, opus 214. I'm sorry, this comes later. It is a... Uh, it was for piano four hands in C major, opus 153. Gives you an idea of the prolificacy of this master. A program entitled Checkpoint Czerny. Let's take out a moment to find out just who was Czerny. Well, he was born in 1791, which means Beethoven was 21 years of age. He was the son of a cultivated musician, and his skill at the keyboard was that of a boy prodigy, without a question. By the age of ten, he could play almost any piece in the repertoire. And he had the luck to be born in Vienna, so he was brought to meet Beethoven by the violinist Grumpholz. And Beethoven was delighted with the boy's gifts and promptly took him on as a pupil. How's that? He also studied with Hummel and Clementi, and a projected concert tour in 1804 was cancelled, because of the upset state of Europe during the, the Napoleonic Wars. So what else is new? And Czerny, who certainly had the technical equipment to become a virtuoso, decided in late adolescence that he was not really interested in appearing before the public. Well, let's go on and find some Czerny, which, to be sure, has all of the earmarks of the inventor of technical exercises, which became the bane of so many pupils. But this one is a rondo for six hands at one piano. It's not only an unusual work, but it's a wonderful exercise for dieting. How else can three grown-ups sit on one bench? Well, listen to these three, namely a family of Harvey Dagul, Guy Dagul, and Isabel Beyer. And they perform a brilliant rondo, as he called it, opus 227, for six hands at one piano.
was indeed a brilliant rondo by Charney for Six Hands, performed by Isabel Beyer, Harvey Dagul, and Guy Dagul. But let's take another look at the surroundings of Charney, about whose life we know so very little, other than having to play his exercises. Let's remember that the first half of the 19th century was a great age for piano virtuosi. And after all, in Vienna, the names of Hummel and Thalberg and, and Herz and Kalkbrenner succeeded those of Mozart and Clementi and Beethoven and Dussek. And the most popular indoor sport was the free improvisation on a theme from a popular contemporary opera. And a close second was the uh, fantasy for keyboard known as an opera transcription. And the runner-up was the piano arrangement, usually for four hands, for a symphony or other orchestra pieces. And this school reached its peak with the keyboard exploits of Franz Liszt, who incidentally became Czerny's pupil in 1823. And Liszt's success as a virtuoso put the gold star of approval on Czerny's method as a teaching device. What is usually overlooked, though, is that Liszt was a genius. In any case, Liszt abandoned his career as a virtuoso pianist in 1847, and only a few years later, Czerny stopped composing. By mid-century, the era had passed, and his compositions almost innumerable. One catalog lists 798, another goes up to 1,000. Well... Many of these works, studies for finger technique. I suppose we can always judge a composer by what he does with the slow movement of a work. And so I'm going to bring you now the slow movement and the following finale of his concerto for one piano and orchestra in A minor, opus 214, having heard three people at one piano and, and the concerto for two the piano duet and orchestra before. This is going to be performed by Felicia Blumenthal, who only recently left from among us, unfortunately uh, for all of us, with the Vienna Chamber Orchestra conducted by Helmut Froschauer. This is Karl Czerny's, one of his many concerti for solo piano and orchestra.
two last movements, the middle movement and the last movement. Uh, the concerto in A minor, opus 214, by Carl Czerny, performed here by Felicia Blumenthal and the Vienna Chamber Orchestra, in a program entitled Checkpoint Czerny. You cannot get into proficiency, technically, without passing through Czerny, hence this unusual title. When you look over the catalog of Czerny's output, it's truly mind-boggling, and we really don't know any of it well enough to judge it, aside from what we've heard so far. Because apart from the technical exercises, which are quite attractive when played by a first-rate pianist, a few items from the, the art of, of uh, finger dexterity, for instance, would add a welcome novelty sometimes to a recital, the bulk of his work consists of arrangements of overtures, symphonies, opera transcriptions, but there are also 24 masses, four requiems, over 300 graduals and offertories, plus an indeterminate number of symphonies, concertos, chamber music, choral pieces, songs, we just don't know. The manuscripts are in the library of the Gesellschaft der Musikfreunde in Vienna. If you're ever there, look at them. And it should come as no surprise that almost everything Czerny wrote was extremely well constructed. So, it's good to pay him homage. But now, let me return to his writing for multiple hands here. Namlich, namlich listen to me, I'm in Vienna, namlich. <laughs> namely a Polonaise, this time opus 296, once again for six hands at one piano. Oh, golly. Can you imagine what it means to have to practice this day in, day out, with three people sitting on one bench? Hmm, they better like each other. All right, here we go.
That was The Brilliant Polonaise by Carl Czerny for six hands at one piano. So don't judge him too harshly for his exercises. If you play fairly well, try to get two others. Make sure that you fit on one bench and that the one in the middle doesn't always have to get up right in the middle of the <laughs> procedure. It'll, it's a lot of fun playing that way. Czerny, without whom there would be no technical proficiency on the piano. You've been listening to Adventures in Good Music with Dr. Carl Haas. You can learn more about this series from our web blog at www.classicalmusic.network. And join us next week at the same time for another episode of Adventures in Good Music with Carl Haas.